This is lawyer Stu Jenkins here at KNews 98.5's Slow County Public Policy and the Law. You know, we've talked about the spaceport now, and we've talked about uh, the parking issue. What do you see as the, the three biggest issues for the city of Paso Robles at this point in your career? Um, I think, you know, getting our streets back in order, um, this is a pretty old town, 100 going 130 years old, and there's a lot of streets, especially on the west side of Paso Robles, that um, are in need. And again, it's one of those things where usually, you know, in my opinion, we should always be putting money aside from our general fund to to take care of these projects. But basically, heretofore, other councils have not done that. And so there we are kicking the can down the road. And so you end up with major uh, costs for repairing streets that were not maintained all along. Well, how how do you think the city should go about uh well, okay, so what we did, we, we made the case uh, with the public that we would uh, want to do a half-cent uh, sales tax override, and that was in um, 2010, 2011, somewhere in there is when we started that. Uh, that is now, and that was for 12 years. The, the public passed it, by the way. Mm-hmm. They, they gave us the authority to charge another half-cent, uh, which to me is actually nice because... That, that was um, on the sales tax, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, it was sales tax uh, went to seven and three quarter. I think it was. It was a seven and a quarter, and went to seven and three quarter. And then uh, that all that money though was dedicated and put into a pot where it would only be used for streets. We actually put in a sales tax override committee, uh, another again um, volunteer group that here makes hearings um, with. Uh, where every quarter that where all this money went and, and they report out to the public exactly what they said they were going to do was done so um, we've gained a lot of trust with the public on that um, another good thing about this is that not all the money that comes into that fund is paid by our uh, robins in town it's by anybody coming to visit us and all this other you know um, tourism and, and Anybody buying anything within the city actually helps pay for that city's um, repair bill for all the streets that these people also drive on. So anyway, that's the, the picture where we had this half cent um, coming in, which gained, I think, about $5 million a year, roughly, for a half cent. A lot of uh, revenue comes from that. So then I think it was uh, two years ago we were able to pass another sales tax override, and so it went from seven three-quarter to eight and three-quarter, which is, I think, where the county is also. But at any rate, um, we now are gaining another $10 million, double that half cent, makes 10. So we had, for currently, right now, we have about $15 million coming in on sales tax, and, and the second one cent um, override was to fund police fire, and roads, those, those safety items. Those people want to know that they have a, an officer coming when they need him or a fire when the, you know, there's an emergency. So, so let, uh, me, let me stop you and just ask a question. The first half cent, it sounds like, was uh, to the general fund. Uh, it, yes. At, okay. So what, yes, let me explain that. Yeah. What we asked for was a uh, general tax 
general tax, not a specific tax, a general tax, which means that it could actually be spent any way you want. I mean, once you give it to the city, it could go anywhere. But we promised that it would only be spent on road maintenance and and upkeep. Mm -hmm. So that's why the oversight committee was put in there. However, um, a specific tax, when you ask for a specific tax in a general election, you have to have two-thirds votes of the voters to be able to, to pass it. Right. Versus the general, you don't. It's 50% plus one, which makes no, no sense to me at all <laughs> because it's, it could be used anyway. It's, there's it no seems like it should be vote. the reverse, doesn't it? It is. It's absolutely backwards. But at any rate, we still promise, and, and we, again, are doing what we said. I think, again, mm-hmm. the Roblins know that this council promises something it, it delivers, and it won't do anything differently. You know? So... Um, the one cent that we do now have coming in is, is going to police. We're, we're hiring new folks, um, new officers, which we were understaffed, and same way with fire, and then, again, back on the streets. Those things right there are key in, in our Roblin's minds that they want to see, you know, upkept. And then the, what the problem here is, and, and this is going to be something we're going to have to talk about in, in a year and a half here at the next election, this half cent that we're talking about is going away. Remember, I said it was for 12 years, uh-huh. and so for three election cycles. So uh, this one coming up in uh, 2024 is where it's going to die out. And we're going to ask if we did a good job, would you consider keeping it going? So that's going to be something we just start talking about in our meetings here. That you know, do we want to do this as a council? Do you know what what's What's happening here? So if we get uh, enough approval from, um, you know, the um, board, that we can then ask staff to start making uh, preparations for asking the public to keep it going. So now, are you that, gonna, are you going to try to have it uh, still be a general half cent tax, or is, are you going to try and uh, work it yeah. into a dedicated it, tax? It was odd because when we did it the first time. Um, we actually got over two-thirds vote. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's hard to know. I, I, with, you know, the flavor and the, what, what's going on right now nationally and our inflation, I don't want to see another tax. I really don't. Um, I, I just, but the problem is I, I do see all the costs that the city has to put out for its staffing and all the things that, you know, a city needs to run. We just don't have the extra money. It is clear that um, all cities need more support on this kind of an effort. Well, and I think all cities locally, John, that I, I've, I have uh, experience uh, and connections with uh, a number of them mm-hmm. are really having trouble hiring uh, police placement. Yeah, yeah, that is the problem. You get um, some applicants and they don't qualify or there's something there that they can't find um, good applicants. I'm afraid it's it's difficult, and so that puts the load on all the staff you do have to you know still respond and be there. And it's uh, you know it, it, there's a certain ratio that you should have to both police and fire for number of population in a city, right. and we've always been low. We've always been lower than we should be. So, but are there are there things you think that the city could do besides uh, raising the pay? Um. I don't know. I always thought, you know, having uh, office, good officers out of big cities come live here on the coast where it's so much nicer. 
I would think we would have you know a good opportunity to, to talk to some good folks. But uh, from what we're seeing and, and experiencing, they're still not making the, uh, the requirements and, and the standards that need to be met to be an officer. So mm. um, I don't know. Again, that's I don't get into that too much. That's the staff and, and the um, HR folks that are, are getting uh, the right people. You know, one bad apple like we've seen in other cities yes. really cause a lot of mess. So you've got to be real careful on who you put in that uniform and how they're uh, going to perform. You know, you never know for sure, but on the other hand, you can always, you know, try and screen and qualify as best possible. So, right. Well, besides the streets, what do you th- see as the next big issue for you to tackle in Pass Rumbles? Uh, the economy, I think, you know, I, I, our economy up here is, is mostly ag, you know, with the grapes and, and the farming. Um, I'd love to see more industry come. As I said, the opportunity with the airport is, is going to be a key point where we can bring in higher-paying engineering-type jobs. I mean, uh, we all, both you and I, of course, went to Cal Poly, and was, we're the lucky ones that got to stay here on the Central Coast because most of those kids that are graduating, are, you know, there is no jobs for them here. Yeah. Uh, they, they need to go you know, to the big city, which is a different way of life, and, and especially growing up here and living here, we all know how great it is. And so I think, again, if we had more uh, techni- technical-type uh, industries and manufacturing here, I think it would be a good thing. Uh, head of household-type project jobs that we can, you know, uh, be able to have a family Maybe have the wife stay at home and raise the kids versus both of them working. You see that not just Paso, but the whole Central Coast. If we can bring those kind of uh, manufacturing jobs here and, and all work together, I think you know it would be beneficial to all concerned with regard to the economy on our coastline. I, I couldn't agree more. I uh, uh, maybe after the coming break, we can talk a little bit about all of these. Uh, state statutes that have been put into place and that are still being put into place to encourage uh, the construction of new housing without uh, as much control by cities. Yeah, that's a big one, too. Yeah, we can get into that one. I'm I'm not in favor of what they've done. um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to take a little break here to uh, have a little news and some advertising to support the show and most importantly stick around because John Hammond is a great guest and he's going to tell you more about Paso Robles. 